0: hi this is Dan and this is Joe and this is enough room welcome back oh we're on it's <laughs> like waiting for something <laughs>
1: yeah welcome back guys a season number two yes numero uno can't believe it I know, like crazy. I feel like it came around really quickly. <laughs> it was but, just like um, yesterday, we are like, ooh, should we do this? Should we yeah. do this podcast? <laughs> and look at us now or look at all of us now. It's, yeah. yeah, it's just been crazy. Um, and I think we touched on it at the end of last episode, just how crazy it's been. Mm. 12 episodes in season one. Um, and I think you could kind of hear our voices. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell we've been through
0: 12 years. <laughs> a bit tired. <laughs> I feel like we were a bit tired. I mean, but... we had just been moving house at that point as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, Daniel and I bought an apartment um, here in Mount Cola in Sydney. So if you're around, say hi. Um, come over for dinner or lunch or... Just, <laughs> just not all at once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, we were... That was the week where we were moving mm. and we were just exhausted by the end of it. I think there's still like a box somewhere. There's a box right next to me that still hasn't been unpacked. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh god, I yes. love moving. Mm. The joys. Really, not at all. Um, also, the wedding?
0: Yes. Well, the marriage? Well, uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, relatively small, but we're, yeah, getting married in a week. Yeah. What seems to have come around really quickly?
1: I I should clarify this just because I'm sure people would want to know. So, with COVID, we were planning on having the wedding um, in October, which is in a couple of weeks, next week. Yep. And unfortunately, my family are all in New Zealand. Um, A lot of Dan's family are in Western Australia. So, with all of the borders being shut, We've had a problem with the guest list. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what we've decided to do is um, we've decided to split it. So we're having the marriage part of it, which for us is the legal side of things. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're doing that next week. And we're then having the full shebang. We're having the wedding um, next year um, on the same day. Um. So yeah, next week will be a really small, intimate affair. Um, just Dan and I, and Dan, well, Daniel and myself, uh, with Dan's parents. Um, his mum is actually um,
0: the celebrant. I'm yeah. allowed to say that, yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you never know who's listening. But anyway, <laughs> I don't think there's any issues there. So yeah, no, that's that will be really nice. Um, I think to have mum marrying us, yeah, um, that'll just be really special. And and then we'll have two of our close friends there to witness for us. So yes. yep. it'll be a nice intimate affair. Um, but uh, yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be nice. And I think it's just it's come around really quickly.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, we we yeah. haven't even talked about what we're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll be doing that and say so, yeah, we're having a small intimate thing next week and then yeah, the full the full on wedding mm. aisle gown
0: and everything else. <laughs> <We're>, and <laughs> we'll see. In about a year. We've got it. You know, 12 months to discuss all that, fortunately. (laughs) Mm, mm,
1: mm. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Um, Yeah, so it's good to be back. Mm. Um, We're doing things a bit differently. Well, same, same, but different Mm. um, this uh, season.
0: Yeah, I think we'll have a lot more um, guests and and, and interviews this time around. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Um, we've already recorded a few episodes and um, got a few more interviews lined up. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Yeah, really excited about some of the things. Um, But I guess one of the things that we want to talk about um, is... uh, So I'm going to start this off just with my own experience. (laughs) When... There have been times in my life when I felt like there have been barriers between me and God Mm. and not necessarily barriers, I guess, of my own making, but maybe barriers that are just part of how life works, how our Mm. society works or how, um, church works, Mm. um, And uh, I guess even if you're a woman or even if you're a person of color um, or maybe someone from a particular background, whatever it is, anyone, um, I think we all come across different barriers at different places in our lives. And for me, the one that I can speak specifically to has been um, the barriers that I've experienced with my experience with god my relationship with god but also my relationship with the church um and dan and i were talking about it this morning and then we were talking about this particular story in the bible and we're like you know what let's actually get into that Mm. as part of our first episode because yeah i think it's just like It's a story that I haven't read a lot of, but now that I have (laughs) gone back and done a quick refresher, I think it's just, it's just blown my mind. Mm.
0: It's a, it's a powerful story of, of breaking down those barriers and, um, Mm. and, Mm. and I think one that I know, um, I remember when I was, when I was younger, sort of reading, I never really understood the point and I, I never really understood what Jesus was doing here it, it it didn't it didn't make any sense to me. So I'm looking forward to getting into it.
1: Yeah, and we still haven't decided what the name of this episode will be. So if we've gone with our first woman, I do apologise for the clickbait, but we had to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, who knows what the name of this episode will be? But we'll see. Um, Dan, did you want to read the theme? sure? Yeah.
0: So I'm um, I'm actually going to be reading from the message. So hopefully you don't mind. Um, but just going to be reading from Matthew, um, and it's found in chapter 15. Um, and it is the story of the Syrophoenician woman, for those of you who know it. So it says, from there, Jesus took a trip to Sire and Sidon. They had hardly arrived when a Canaanite woman came down from the hills and pleaded, mercy, master, son of David, my daughter is cruelly afflicted by an evil spirit. Jesus ignored her. The disciples came and complained, "'Now she's bothering us. Would you please take care of her? She's driving us crazy.' Jesus refused, telling them, "'I've got my hands full dealing with the lost sheep of Israel.' Then the woman came back to Jesus, went to her knees and begged, "'Master, help me.' He said, "'It's not right to take bread out of children's mouths "'and throw it to dogs.' she was quick you're right master but beggar dogs do get scraps from the master table jesus gave in oh woman your faith is something else what you want is what you get right then her daughter became well what i find so interesting about this story is just how jesus ignores this woman to begin with it, that is one thing that has always just it, it has confused me and, and I just haven't understood how Jesus, this this man that I see as being full of love and compassion and care for people, is just ignoring this woman who is crying out for help. Mm. It just it, it I've always read it and thought this seems to go against the Jesus I know. He seems very cold. Yes.
1: Yeah. He seems very cold in this. First he ignores her. And as you're reading through, um, yeah, it just looks like he's ignoring her throughout the whole interaction. Mm. And the first time for me, the first time it looks like he's actually even addressing her directly is at the end when he goes, you know, oh, woman, like, great is your faith or your, your faith is something else. Mm. Um, yeah, it just seems so
0: cold. And, and I think the other thing that's always really thrown me is that he's not only ignoring her, but when he is talking to his disciples, he is referring to her implying that she is a dog. Yeah. And again, that just, that goes against everything that I I know about Jesus. And, and so it's always really thrown me off and I'm, I'm am excited to sort of explore what's really going on here and, and what is the point of this.
1: Mm, mm. And I, I, th- I just wanted to add on to that something else, which is really interesting, is that he even, um, yeah, seems to be calling her dog, which is kind of like a racial slur. Um, but at the same time, he seems to also, not he seems, he actually says, I've been sent for the lost sheep of israel Mm. um yeah but yeah let's get into it because i think it's very interesting um how this story unfolds once we Mm. just dig a little deeper um into it
0: so i think uh, first of all it's interesting to sort of look at the the context of this story um and it's interesting how how just prior to this jesus has actually been confronted by the pharisees who are sort of i guess complaining about being unclean and and not washing hands and and this sort of thing and 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 jesus is trying to explain to them that that this idea of being unclean is is different from what they've got in their heads it's it's not about the the physical it's not about um, you know, not washing your hands—that's not. Easy. It's it's being unclean in the heart. Mm. It's about mm. how you think, how you're treating people, and and it's almost like he's saying to them, you know, you're you're concerned about whether or not I'm washing your hand, my hands, but you're completely ignoring the widows and 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 the people in your community, in your society, who need help and support and compassion, and 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 the downtrodden and. Um and I think it's it's interesting to note that is what is happening before this, and that's yeah. the context of this story. yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. It's so interesting because um he he literally says, um, I think he quotes from Isaiah uh, in his response to the Pharisees just before this, he says, um, this people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far away from me. um and yeah, he he seems to be addressing, um l- these laws or these um yeah these laws and teachings of men mm. that have seeped into the Jewish way of life um and yeah, exactly like you said, he's saying what actually comes from within is what can actually um is impure, i guess yeah. is what he was saying um and then straight after that, as he's addressing these man made um I guess, laws mm. um, that have been have now become part uh, of the Jewish experience back then. He then mm. takes the Jews up to, was it Tyre?
0: Yeah, Tyre and Sidon. Tyre
1: and Sidon, which is, I, I did a quick Google, and apparently that's uh, modern-day Lebanon, mm. which I didn't know. Interesting. Um, so he takes them there and... Just to give a bit more context as well, apparently um, this part of the world back then um, wasn't necessarily, it wasn't, I guess, a Jewish majority place. Mm. Um, So you had Gentiles, so people from different nations. um, So they would, you know, the Bible describes them as a heathen nation. Mm. Um, So he actually takes his disciples away from their Jewish community, I Mm. guess, um, the Jewish environment into somewhere that's totally different. Why do you, and and that sort of leads into where this woman shows Mm. up. Do you think Jesus is trying to make a point here by not only just talking about the man-made rules and the man-made laws and how that's affecting mm. uh, the way the society was working back then, and what the real issues were, and now he then takes them away from that environment to somewhere different.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think for me, um, when something doesn't make sense, then I feel like it's a it's a real opportunity to. Look deeper and try and, mm. and, I guess, compare what you're looking at to yeah. everything else. And, and if it doesn't seem to fit, then try and figure out how you're misreading it or yeah. how, you know, what the point might be. And, yeah. and so in this context, I'm looking at Jesus ignoring this woman and implying that she's a dog and, and realizing that all makes sense in terms of the culture of his day. And in terms of the people that he is interacting with, the people that he's talking to in this context, the disciples, that's what they would expect. Because to them as well, you know, in, in the Jewish culture, this woman is unclean. Mm. She's a Gentile. You d- you don't talk to her. You don't acknowledge her. You you don't deal with her. If anything, you, you brush her off and send her away because she's, she's just annoying you. And you see that in what the disciples are saying. And so I feel like here what Jesus is doing is is he's trying to make a point to them by acting so outside of his normal way of of living and sort of highlighting to them, this is what you expect me to do. Mm. You expect me to just ignore this woman, brush her off and, and treat her like a dog treat mm. her like an outcast and and someone who is lesser than me. Yeah. So let's play this out. Let you know, I feel like Jesus is going, okay, you think that's what I'm going to do? Let's do it. Yep. Let's see what happens. Yeah. So I, I absolutely I feel like there is a a very specific purpose in why yeah. Jesus took the disciples that way. It's very out
1: of character for Jesus because I know a few people would say but hold on, maybe this is the first time he's actually interacted with someone who's, you know, who's not part of the Jewish nation. Well, actually, you you can go back a few chapters and you've got, um, I think it was the, the officer, the Roman officer. Mm, yep. The centurion. The yep. centurion, yeah. And I think you've also got the Samaritan woman. Mm-hmm. And so it's yeah it's very interesting how jesus reacts and that's why i think this particular uh, chapter confuses so many people because they're mm. like this is not the jesus that i know is he being racist mm. like
0: <laughs> and it's almost on? like in those other stories he's been trying to to bring his disciples on this journey of realizing that these other people are still part of my kingdom and it's mm. almost like he's going well they're not getting it i need to make this so obvious to them and yeah and yeah, I feel like he's, he's taken them out of their context and he's taken them to this Gentile area because then he can guarantee he's going to interact with one of them. Mm. Um, and, and yes, I, f- I feel like he is really trying to strongly make that point yeah. that this is not, this is what you expect me to do, Yeah, but this is not how it should be done.
1: And there's something that's, um, I guess, that was very common back then and something that you've touched on, um, which is sort of these prejudices and how the Jewish nation saw themselves and their privilege and then how they saw people who were other Mm. and so yeah you're absolutely right they wouldn't even talk to them and she was a woman not only was she a woman she was a gentile woman so they would just completely ignore her which is what jesus did in the first Mm. place um and then if you notice as he continues to talk it doesn't look like he's actually talking to the woman but he's talking to his disciples yeah by first saying you know i've been sent only to the lost ship of israel again it's very Is it going to sound bad when I say, but it was very much the way people would have responded in his time. Mm. Um, And then he goes on and says, you know, um, why should we give food for the children to the dogs? Mm. Again, something that was very common in his time as well was the way people saw uh, or the way people of the Jewish nation would have seen people who are not Jews. Um, And I think that's something that happens a lot today. Um, the way we treat people who are other, mm. whether we like it or not, I totally believe we have prejudices that are sort of inbuilt in our society that are learned and we've grown up with them and we accept it as part of the norm. Mm but these prejudices are the very things that Jesus came to break down. Mm. These walls that we build and we maintain and we grow up around and we make sure that it's all still nice and pretty, these walls are the walls that Jesus came to break down. Yeah. Um, and so it's interesting to see him do this. And I find it, it's also interesting that he's, when he starts responding, he's responding to the disciples and it's almost as if he's wanting a response out of them mm. he's wants he's wanting them to go, "No, actually, Jesus, this goes against everything you've said
0: yeah
1: this goes against the whole reason why you're here. Why are you saying this? Yeah. It's almost like he wants them to question why is he treating her like yeah. this. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen no, it doesn't happen, and you know this woman it's just amazing because she goes through this whole experience, but she keeps pushing yeah. and pressing anyway.
0: Um, and I think that that's what is so powerful, is she is continuing... I guess she would expect this, but she was continually being ignored and just being treated like she wasn't even there and certainly not worth listening to, and yet she keeps persisting. And what is what is most interesting, what I find most interesting is is that as you just referred to it's almost like jesus is wanting his disciples to question him and go why are you saying this this doesn't make any sense but the disciples don't question him the Mm -hmm. woman does and that is just that would be so outside of the societal Mm -hmm. norms this woman cannot question this rabbi this teacher on what he is saying and yet she does and and what's incredible is that she is rewarded for that. Mm. J- Jesus' response to her questioning and and I guess um, pulling him up on something that he's said is to to turn to her and say, "Oh, woman, your faith.
1: Yeah, you
0: know how great is your faith." And and because of this, your daughter will be well. And yeah. And I just find that so powerful. It, it's almost like Jesus is rewarding this woman because she's gone against what society says her place is mm. and she has questioned him.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's the beautiful thing about God that mm. I love is that God is not a dictator. Mm. He wants us to question him. He wants
0: us to search him. He, he wants us to respond. Mm. Um, he wants us to find the truth yeah. and, 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 and figure out what, who is he. Exactly. Keep asking these questions to figure out who is he.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Um,
1: When I started off, I talked about some of the walls Mm. that we tend to come across in our experience. And for me, one of the biggest walls growing up was always if I accept the fact that I'm gay, I can't have God. Mm. I can't have church. I can't take part in my faith experience mm. and so it always seemed like either i take option a or option b it was never you know they can never go together and in reading this story it it sort of reminded me of that growing up i feel like we are taught a lot of these I'm trying to find a nice word but i'm just going to say it. A lot of lies about God. Mm. And I think this is one of them. This lie that you cannot embrace your sexuality and be someone who loves God Mm. at the same time. You cannot be someone who's gay and be able to share God's word Mm. with someone else. I feel like whenever someone says they're gay, automatically people go or people start to see them as spiritually less than. Mm. And there can never be anything good that can be gained from this person who claims that they are gay because they're living in sin or whatever it might be. Mm. Um, But I guess that's the prejudices Mm. that we live with, that we have built up. And even as a gay person growing up, I helped put that up as well. And I believed in it. And, yeah, I feel like it's one of the biggest lies that we've been taught, this wall Mm. that's been built that you have to choose one or the other. And it's sad because it then leaves a lot of people to just abandon God completely. And it's a painful experience for anyone. If you've ever been through that, it's one of the most painful experiences ever to feel like you are abandoning either your faith or your sexuality because Mm. they, there's, there's such an integral part of who you are. Um, and I think this is a wall that needs to be torn down. Mm. And I, I even think like when I, back in the day when I used to be like super conservative, (laughs) um, I would only listen to sermons from particular places or particular things again, because I had walls up, I had these prejudices, but it's interesting here, it's so interesting because Jesus is breaking down those walls, mm. breaking apart, pulling apart those prejudices that these Jewish men had. And it almost seems like it's challenging them to respond to me. Mm. This is not the usual me, but you're not saying anything. Yeah. Um. And, and I just find it so interesting. There, there's this quote that I pulled up from, Uh, a book called The Desire of Ages. If you're looking for something to read, I totally recommend this book. It's a great book. Um, And so um, the writer Ellen White writes that the pride and prejudice or pride and prejudice have built strong walls of separation between different classes of men. Christ and his mission have been misrepresented And multitudes feel that they are virtually shut away from the ministry of the gospel. But let them not feel that they are shut away from Christ. There are no barriers which man or Satan can erect, but that faith can penetrate.
0: Mm.
1: And I love that. Mm. I love that because, yeah, for the longest time, you can only choose one yeah but in faith, there are
0: no barriers. Yeah. Yep. there are no barriers that you can't break through. yeah there's nothing that the faith can't penetrate that that is so powerful because it, you're right it, so often people who are on the the outside, the outcasts and 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 other are convinced that that Jesus is not an option for them mm. that that they are outsiders from Jesus perspective. And that he will ignore them and and he won't accept them as they are. And, and it, it is so sad because the Jesus that I've come to know, as I have, I guess, allowed my faith to push through those barriers, the Jesus I've come to know doesn't have those barriers mm, up. And, mm. and they are man-made constructs mm. to suggest that there are things that will keep us yeah. from God. There is there is nothing that can separate us from God. Yeah. And a, that that quote is so powerful and this story is so powerful, reminding us that that faith can penetrate those man-made uh-huh. barriers. And the
1: man-made barriers don't just stop in terms of sexuality, but also whether, you know, with women, with people from different races or different cultures, there's so many of these man-made barriers that are just spread out all over the place. It's actually so sad when you just take a step back and look at it, whether you're gay or even as a person of color. um, I remember the first time they got a woman to preach in our church and my aunt was so angry because she was like, how can a woman teach us anything about god you know that's just not Mm. it and again prejudice behaviors Mm. a wall that needs to be pulled down um there's just so many of them out there and i'm really hoping in this new season um through our interviews as well we can start breaking down Mm. some of those um some of those barriers, some of those walls. It's it's interesting that Jesus said he came uh, only to the lost sheep of Israel. Mm. And when you go back and reread basically Jesus' life and what he seems to be talking about, the lost sheep of Israel seemed to be those that were outside mm. the fence, the sheep that Israel was supposed to go and find and bring in. Mm the sheep, the, the lost sheep that Israel was supposed to go and minister to but mm. instead they built up their walls and now Jesus is like I'm here for the lost sheep mm. um,
0: those who are on the outside those who
1: are on the outside yeah. so yeah my experience has been with sexuality your experience might be with something different but I'm really excited about this new season and I'm ready to break down some walls
0: Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Enough Room. We'll be
1: dropping another episode in about a week's time. So until then, follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook.
0: Till next time. Bye.